Hello and welcome to Into the World. I'm Franny and this is my podcast. Into the World is a light-hearted conversational podcast about all things birth and motherhood. It's brought to you by New Mummy Company. Give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at New Mummy Company or check out their services on their website at www.newmummycompany.ca. Mummy is spelt with a U. Hi guys, this week I'm talking to Kate. I've known Kate for about 10 years now. We met when I met my husband. Kate has two kids, Freya and Joshua, and this is the story of how they came into the world. Are you trying to say hi, cub? I think it's squeaking. Anyway, please enjoy the episode. (laughs) I forgot how, like, difficult technology can be when you have, like, a jumbled mind. And just to add some drama to this episode, there's literally just been a shooting in our area. What? I know, literally. So what is it now? It's four o'clock, I believe, around three o'clock. At the end of our road, two people got shot in the leg. So <gasps> two men shot two other men. What, like uh, a drive-by? Well, I think they were on foot, but I don't actually know. So I don't want to, like, say stuff that's not true, but... My husband went to go and take my dad to the airport because he was going here visiting. And, well, I was speaking to you while he was doing the drop-off, wasn't I? And then yeah. Tim, as he went to go take him to the local station, he could hear, like, a police chase and he saw the cars, like, racing past him or whatever. You know, didn't really think much of it. And then when what, he just drove... What, just a stolen car? Yeah, or just was like, oh, the police are chasing someone, I don't know. And that makes it sound like stuff all like this always happens when we live in the quietest area ever. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, he calls me and he's like, I can't get down our road. Can you just look out the front door and see what's going on? And I was kind of thinking I might go out for a, a walk like a to stroll. get a coffee. Yeah, to get a coffee with Cub before I did this recording with you. Anyway, I was like, no, there's nothing outside. I can't see anything in either direction. And it turns out that they're just starting to, to shut off all the roads. So when he finally gets into the house, he Googled it and it said, like, shooting Queen and Woodbine, which is the intersection that we live at. And Are so we Google okay? it. I think they're fine because it's, I say fine. I mean, if I'd been shot in the leg, I wouldn't be too happy about it. But, <laughs> yeah, I think they've just been shot in the leg so they're not, like, critically injured. So we're, we're Googling it. And then my, neighbor, my next-door neighbour n- knocks on the back door. And we were, like, shitting ourselves because I don't think anyone in our whole time we've lived here has ever ever knocked knocked on our back door. And we're kind of looking at each other like, is the guy on the loose knocking on our back door? Like, what is going on? Anyway, it was our neighbour telling us that she'd just witnessed the police chase. And I think the shooting happened at our local, like, LCBO, which is basically a wine and liquor store. And she pretty much saw them chasing the guys who did it. <gasps> so she was pretty shook up and came to check if we was okay. And Oh, that was sweet um, of her. Yeah, and see if we wanted anything because she was going to go somewhere else to buy groceries. <laughs> but, <laughs> I but yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's at the end of the road and we've just been watching like footage of it and it's so weird because like you can there's like armed police at the end of our road oh anyway God. and I thought I could hear shouting out of our back door and I was just like now anything I can hear I'm like 
is it the guy who did the shooting? But yeah, it's pretty scary. And oh my god, changes my plans for tomorrow. Tomorrow I was like, oh, we don't have any visitors in our house. I'm gonna take the baby to get a coffee and like just hang around the local area. Might not do that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, aside from uh, the local, <laughs> the local shooting drama, it's so good to speak to you. For everybody that's listening, um, Kate is uh, one of my really good friends. We've known each other for, what, 10 years, do you think? Yeah. Well, yeah. Must be 10 uh, years. Yeah. yeah. I think it's probably... Yeah, because I met Tim 10 years ago in April, so I pretty much met you at the same time. Yeah, because it was the and... barbecue, wasn't it, after? Yeah. I oh, think that was one, one of your first dates. Was oh, it? yeah, I think I met you at one of his first dates. It's hard to tell because I was probably and, quite... And I technically was the... The night that you met, but because I was breastfeeding, oh, yeah. I was literally there for like forty minutes, and I had to get the train home again. See, that's so that's so crazy to me because like I obviously didn't know you as well then, so I wouldn't have known that like you was leaving to breastfeed to go home because I think I met my husband or Tim, sorry, when you was going home to breastfeed. So that's so <laughs> like that's so crazy to me now that like it's kind of come full circle. We've both had kids within a year again. I know, yeah. But, yeah, so you, we we met through my husband. Your boyfriend at the time was his then best friend, I guess. Yeah. And you had just had Freya, what, a few months before. So Freya is about 10 now. That is and, yeah, so me, me and Kate have been good friends since we met. And I would say you were instrumental had... in the... Uh, in being supportive in the uh, in the aftermath of the of the breakdown of that relationship I, yeah, I think so you're probably you, one you... of the few people who are like maybe stop putting Adele lyrics on your Facebook profile <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have been a group part of people telling you not to put the Adele lyrics tattooed on your body that were essentially <laughs> part of the sort of like heartache you was going through when you yeah. split up with your your then partner yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so for everyone listening Kate has a te- is Freya 10 or 11 now no yeah she's 10 and a half yeah 10 and, 10 and a half. half so Freya's 10 and then you have Joshua who's with, like nine months now yeah yeah nine months so, so humongous um, humongous age gap there <laughs> yeah and you was I mean you wasn't really that young when you had Freya but like I felt like our friendship group was quite young in the sense that nobody else well, was different nobody lifestyles, else was having, isn't it? I suppose like yeah, everyone, like no one else yeah. was having kids then, were they? Oh no, it wasn't intentional that, that I that I yeah, that's true. Either, yeah, but um, that's true. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit about you know the circumstances under which you fell pregnant, how that unravelled. So I'd been with Freya's dad six months when I discovered I was four months pregnant and wow yeah so I had no no concept that I was pregnant at all and I was working up in London News International at the Sun and I passed out twice on the tube on the way to work not on several days running but just like two random times but both times I'd miss breakfast because typically I was running really late and so I had I told my mum about it and um, she was like I, I think you're anemic, like, you, you know, this can't happen, you need to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and 
they were talking about ruling things out and I was on the contraceptive pill so they said did you have any idea like did you miss a pill or have any idea that you like might could be pregnant or was it just like a complete no it's a complete shock and also I had wanted to go on the pill before that but before I'd met Freya's dad yeah because I had been on it at one stage earlier and I had wanted to go back on it but the doctors wanted me to start my periods again and they were waiting for that but I'd been waiting and it was between 18 months and two years and so in the end they just said you you can just start it because perhaps for some reason we can't explain why your periods haven't returned like there's no medical reason reason for it yeah so basically I wasn't Mm -hmm. having periods and then when I started on the contraceptive pill I then did start having bleeds because obviously it's an induced one isn't it so I basically thought everything was fine and dandy because I'd had effectively what I thought were four periods which to me were like a proper period because I'd obviously had nothing for almost two years so yeah that kind of lulled me into a false sense of security and I also I didn't have a bump but um yeah so my mum made me go to the doctor and then they made me just and you're quite a slender person as well like you're very very slim so I feel like you'd have noticed it particularly yeah I think like well like if I'd eaten something sometimes my tummy would bloat but then it would obviously like go back down again so yeah it wasn't it wasn't something that I would be like aware of I was still like in my like size whatever the same size jeans I'd always been in and so yeah they just did loads of tests like blood tests and then they did like obviously they were like let's do a urine test and they did it there and then and I don't know why she oh she insisted on it because I think I'd been on antibiotics two weeks prior because I'd been really really ill at Christmas so yeah and then they were just like oh it's coming up as as positive but they're like don't worry it'll just be from the antibiotics two weeks ago or and so they so they said to be on the safe side we'll just send you to it's 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 called a hospital but it's it's not like an emergency hospital it's more like a kind of better equipped doctor's facility really so they sent me around the corner to have a a, like to see a sonographer so that she could date date it for me because of the fact that I hadn't had periods before and then I'd obviously been on the contraceptive pill so they were like well we'll just we'll have a scan so yeah it happened really quickly they were like oh we've got another space in like half an hour so I went from the doctor's appointment around the corner and I had the uh, the sonographer also then like really awkwardly happened to be my next door neighbor <laughs> um, oh god I know no keeping like, secrets there then, then. <laughs> yeah so she was just like oh my god this is she was like okay oh it's so nice to see you so we did like the awkward small talk and And this whole time you already you already know you're pregnant you're just it's just a case of how pregnant you are how pregnant you are oh god she the thing that really stuck with me was she so I wasn't really paying attention to the screen in part because I was like oh my gosh and then she was like oh look there's your baby and I was like I thought it was a really strange word to use because I always thought in the preliminary stages they kind of refer to as like the fetus Mm -hmm. but it's the fact that she said baby and then she was like 
she was like, yeah. And I, and I said, what do you mean, baby? And she was like, oh, well, you're like, I think it was 16 weeks and two days. Wow. Um, or 15 weeks and two and two days. But, yeah, so, like, properly... You're properly pregnant. formed, yeah. And I was just completely shocked. And I didn't really know what to think. And I think... And it's your next-door neighbour. Yeah, so... exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> she was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And I was just like, I'm not really sure, like, what to do or think or say and because she was so excited I think it made me feel like really guilty for being a bit bewildered and I was yeah I bet my gosh what are we going to do so and it's also a very private thing in that sense like you're just finding out you're pregnant like you you might not have even told really close people to you but your next door neighbor now knows no, because also I hadn't told Freya's dad because I just said I was having a doctor's appointment um, and I was like, wow. oh, yeah, just want to get my mum off my back. So the dad and... doesn't know, but Gillian next door does. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is mental. <laughs> um, yeah, so by a really strange turn of event, when Dan and I found out I was pregnant with Joshua unexpectedly as well, we went for a run and we saw Gillian on the run, and I was like, wow. it's an omen. I was around at Ben's, and I didn't really see her very much anymore. I don't know. I hadn't bumped into her for, like, years. And then we saw her when we were out on this run in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and uh, she was like, oh, so my fit. God, how are you? Got any news for me? I was literally just like... <laughs> Oh it's just God. like every time I see you once every 10 years I'm gonna let you know I just found out I was pregnant <laughs> yeah um, and for anyone listening Dan is your your boyfriend oh, now yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah he's your long-term yeah. boyfriend and the the dad of yeah um your son Josh <laughs> that is bizarre wow it must be a good omen like I really believe in things like that sort of coming into either nudge decisions or like make you feel better about a circumstance you're in or I don't know whatever it might be like you know I'm really into all the meanings of things oh, and yeah. little signs like that so that must have been quite comforting in some really bizarre way because yeah, I think I think there's obviously like the second time around of like falling pregnant without planning to I think people were like really uh, again and then um, <laughs> and then like you know like you have the same questions like oh you know like am, am I am I doing the right thing is it the right time like have I not learned lessons before about like you know like about whether falling, things falling are pregnant like, accidentally <laughs> yeah and also was on the contraceptive bill again so you know people were like a little bit like mm, if it wasn't that effective <laughs> first time around do you not have maybe thought about different measures but uh, yeah so when I saw her though I did say to to Dan I was like right, well, this is, I think this is good because we've seen her because, it, you know, it... It, it, it can't is, be just by it. chance, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, I was like, right, wow. it, it absolutely is, it is the right Maybe time, you yeah. you was just always meant to fall pregnant in those circumstances that took choices out of your mind. I don't know, maybe that's your thing, just testing the boundaries of the contraceptive pill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, um... you might you might want to address that if you want to stop it too, though. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and he also said, Dan, I was like, oh, Daniel, you can't, 
you definitely can't leave me. So I was like, otherwise I'll be like a two by two. <laughs> like, some kind of, like, like a poor man's Aretha Johnson. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. Okay. So going from there, how did you find, how did you find your pregnancy? The first pregnancy with Freya, obviously I skipped through quite a lot of the, the beginning the bits. stages. <laughs> Yeah, so I obviously was really tired, but I had just started, I just like obviously just finished university, it was like a first job long commute into London, I was tired, but so was so was everyone else tired, and actually there was a night out with one of our, our mutual friends, Ali, where we fell asleep in a nightclub, but she also fell asleep, so <laughs> I mean, we were wild even back then, yeah, so, <laughs> like so you, you fell asleep while knowingly pregnant in a club? No, I was. I didn't know I was pregnant then. We we'd just gone out and like we both were really tired. But because she'd fallen asleep as well, there I just was just like, well, everyone's really tired because like you know we're just not used to like having like proper jobs. Um, so I was really tired at the beginning, but I didn't have any morning sickness, and yeah, so I kind of didn't. And and that was the same time this time around because we found out just before nine weeks this time round mm-hmm. so but I so again, you kind of both times skipped a little bit because you found out a little bit later yeah well I say later but you know some people find out like literally two weeks or the moment yeah. there four months was obviously you would have thought because the, because when I did find out and then I, I told people about it it was like my mind caught up with my with my body and mm-hmm. I had like a check then at the doctors and they were like prodding and poking around and after that my stomach did just literally pop out so I don't know wow. whether they like slightly I, d- I don't know it was really bizarre it was like my body finally had acknowledged that I was pregnant and so I c- looked quite pregnant after that like there was a noticeable and um, I guess by the time um, you got around to telling everyone had a couple of doctor's appointments you was probably like 20 weeks anyway I'd imagine I think we told people like I seem to remember it was maybe a week and a half because obviously, because it was so far along, our decision-making process was was basically well, it, it it not that it was made, but because we were so far along, there was no reason not to tell people like almost immediately. Plus, oh, absolutely. I think because it was so <laughs> such a shock and kind of traumatic to find out in that scenario, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Ben was obviously white, and Freya's dad was absolutely white. <laughs> when I told him, yeah. And like you said, you'd only been together, what, six months? And you're yeah, already four months, months pregnant. Yeah. It, it wow. was very much, you know, we went out. When we went, when we spent time together, we were often, like, on nights out. And so, yeah, it was very much in the infancy of a relationship where you probably, we hadn't really been tested in any way to really know each other's kind of strengths and weaknesses. So... I think a lot of Or even happened. know if you want to have a kid with that person, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. And I suppose, like, sometimes, like, with, the, like, you know, like, your first initial boyfriends, like, the kind of things that you uh, admire in them. So, I don't know, wow, you're, we love going out and, do, and you know, having fun on nights out and you know, this person is really free-spirited and, wow, aren't they, you know, isn't that freedom and that inhibition just, like, so exciting as somebody to date? Um, but then, oh, obviously, yeah. perhaps 
like when you're thinking about somebody in terms of like a father figure you would probably be thinking about things in the exact opposite like are they super sensible are they like you know the most responsible Mm -hmm. person you know and that's very different from somebody that you want to have an amazing fun time with without having to think about yeah they're kind of two different gears to go into aren't they obviously like you still look for those sort of qualities but it's I guess it's just it's different you I'm sure lots of people even as a person yourself who you are in your early 20s to who you are probably when you are a little bit more grown up and you've decided I'm at a stage where I feel like I can put somebody else before me all the time which I guess what you do when you're a parent isn't it that's a big step Mm -hmm. and you probably would have want to have lived your own life before you then decide that you're going to be grown up yeah I think it's just it must be really difficult when the choice is taken out of your hands because you're already pregnant at the time you're deciding whether you want to be a parent rather than entering into it thinking this is something I've decided to do like you're already in the situation Um, when it's happening I think I was like completely infatuated with her dad and I was like I was very naive I was like oh my gosh well I mean if I love him that's all we need and I think anyone else who's like become a parent yeah like if you love each other that's that is incredible but you need to be a solid team and if you aren't a solid team you know you're under an immense amount of pressure you haven't had sleep you know mm-hmm. you you've got to put this human first yeah I think it tests even the yeah, best absolutely. team doesn't so if it if you're solid it will it, it will rock you but you'll be like wow we've done this we've come out the other side and maybe you annoyed the hell out of me but like you know we yeah but you you would be <laughs> like wow we, we're, we're doing this and this person has my back and I think if you're not a solid team going into it then it just highlights all the reasons why you know why you might not agree or why you might just fundamentally be like really different people or just parent Mm -hmm. in really different ways so yeah that was it was a lot of things to learn and do yeah all in one go at a young age I think in a way though I almost was just like oh well I'm pregnant there's nothing I can do to change it so you just were like I've just kind of got to get on with it and do it I definitely Mm -hmm. had way more energy (laughs) that I have this time around really I I even feel that difference with like a two-year gap so I've noticed that my body and just everything about me is more tired obviously through having a toddler but just doing it again it felt like my body was like really like we have <laughs> yeah. to do this again and then immediately um, afterwards you forget and it was punishing and like, oh, me it was quite magical <laughs> yeah I had a thought the other day where I was like, oh, wasn't it nice to be pregnant in the summer? No, it wasn't. I hated it. But your, yeah, your mind plays tricks yeah, on you for sure. Yeah. But anyway, tell us tell us a little bit about Freya's birth. Tell us how, how that was. I mean, coming out of an experience where you were thrust into pregnancy, how did you find the um, birth itself? So everything had been quite plain sailing up until a point where because I'd missed the test for Down syndrome, because I had gone past that point, so I think that's 12 weeks, they did um, mm-hmm. a, a hormonal test, and they found that I had raised levels of a certain hormone, and at the time, they didn't mm-hmm. have 
any additional testing for it. So they then also subsequently took so what did that mean? That there was I had the same chance of of having a baby with possible Down syndrome as a lady who was like thirty eight or thirty nine. So they were just a little bit more cautious. And how old was you? Twenty four. Three by the time I actually had her. Yeah, twenty three. So they were right, like so. There's obviously a huge disparity yeah, so they, in that range yeah, of ages. They hadn't been because they hadn't been able to do the additional tests they had me come every two uh every two weeks to the hospital to have scans to check on things and I think Mm -hmm. Freya was quite small so they were a little bit more concerned so they just they kept monitoring me so that meant Mm -hmm. I had to have her in the labor ward with the monitor on her head as well as on me to make sure that she was okay I think they term it high risk, but so is this is this when you're in labour now, having yeah, monitors so on both of like, you? Um, I really wanted to go into the um, the birthing centre, but they were like, no, because you're deemed high risk because of this raised um, hormone level and like the possible risk of Downs. Like you will need to be like monitored quite closely. So right. So was you induced? What at uh, what no, point did no, you? So sort I. Of... <laughs> so Freya's dad at the time was living in a house share. It was three three guys so like it was effectively the film oh yeah with two of our <laughs> yeah. mutual friends so, um, T and <laughs> so it's like real life three men and a baby yeah. <laughs> so um that was t and lee so i obviously spent a lot of time at ben's house and i had i was fully pregnant and i think i was it was mm-hmm. two days before my due day and i was staying at ben's house and we'd gone to bed quite early and so had his housemate Lee and all the lights were off and it was really quiet in the house and I told Ben that I could hear somebody downstairs and he was like oh okay like you know I think you're just like being paranoid and weird again and I was like no I can I can definitely hear someone downstairs and he was like honestly it's just the wind anyway I got up and to go and ask his housemate Lee if he could also hear movement downstairs and he was like yeah absolutely like he was like yeah there definitely is and then then we heard um some doors like like open and slam and so at this point everyone was like really freaked out because we're like there was an intruder in the house so lee went to go and find i think it was like a baseball bat or something i mean i don't know what he was going to do with it but um (laughs) Which is kind of funny because no one plays baseball in I England. Think, yeah, I think it was, Why does everyone have a baseball bat? I just think maybe it was something like it was his uncle's or something. I don't know. Like Lee has these amazing stories about why he has anything. But yeah, so he went to go and find it. It took him a really long time. And there was quite a lot of movement downstairs. And there was a lot of like, hurry up, Lee. And uh, so he was like, I'm going to be brave. Like, I'm, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm, you know, he was like, I'll, I'll sort it out with yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man here. I'm going to do this. <laughs> anyway, and for anyone listening, Lee is really, really skinny. I think he's quite built now. But yeah, at the time, we oh, actually, made, yeah, you know, at the time, people would be singing to him about his his you know spider legs, spider legs. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> So spider legs Lee yeah, goes he, downstairs to try and yeah, accost he, the intruder. He, he says he goes out and he like and he checks and he's he's coming back up the stairs and he's like, 
wheels there is and that's that's my nickname for he and he's like there's there's no one downstairs i'm absolutely sure about it and then a window opened and shut and uh he like bolted back up the stairs and he was like oh my god oh my god so they were deciding what they were going to do and then all you hear is and it's and it's T. And for anyone who knows T, he has like one of the most distinguishable laugh and loudest laughs you've ever known. And so yeah, so he had basically <laughs> hidden downstairs and he had found it hilarious that he had played this trick on us. But because we had believed it so much, like twenty minutes after that had all occurred. The break in from your yeah, other housemate, I, uh, which he found absolutely hilarious. I mean, I think he laughed for about 30 minutes straight, but I then started getting contractions because I think like the fear of <laughs> being burgled had really set me off. So, yeah, then I they progressively oh my God. got stronger throughout the night. So, what time did they start? It was about, do you it, was think? about it was about yeah. 11 that, that evening, and then they okay. got progressively stronger through the night. But Ben had this like super fun work party on a boat, so I was like, um, in Windsor, so I was like, oh yeah, you can go to that. And then I was like, I'll just call you like when they get like a lot closer together. So, I think I rung him about two mm-hmm. in the afternoon the following day, and I was like, yeah, I think they were about like 10 or eight minutes apart. So, I was like, I think you should come back now. So he went by WH Smith and bought some like birthing books. <laughs> it's a birthday where we, you know, you did go to WH Smith. I thought it might have been Woolworths and bought some birthing books and like looked up some some breathing techniques and like read that on the train home because obviously he didn't drive at that time. So then we got all our stuff together and we went round to my mum and dad's because I needed somebody to drive us because I couldn't drive myself. We went to the hospital. And they assessed me, but they were like, oh, actually, you're five minutes apart and you have to be three minutes. So they sent us back home again. So we drove the 45 minutes back home. And then by the time we got home again, yeah, we oh were like, God, we have to go back. So we did this like, you know, toing and froing for just under two hours. And we got back to the hospital. Must have been, we got there about half past nine. And it was a sweltering hot day because it was July wow. in the summer. And they then said, oh, we're so sorry. Um, all the beds are full and so is the waiting area. So you're going to have to just wait in reception. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, yes. my God. And you're having contractions how uh, far apart at this point? Like yeah, less than less five, than minutes. five minutes. They were properly like, you, you can't speak when you're having them. You can't move. Like, I was in quite a lot of pain, but they said, like, you, we do not have a bed. So we were in these, like, weird old, like, brown, like, kind of fuzzy, uh, like, wool chairs in the reception area. And we were just waiting, basically, for other women to <laughs> oh my give God. birth and, and then, like, give give up a space for us. Please. So we were there and somebody came and popped out and said, like, one lady's quite close to giving birth. So we're going to send a consultant to have a look at you and to establish how far along you are. So we were examined just mm-hmm. before midnight and they were like, oh, yeah, you're um, between six and seven centimetres dilated. So they're like, yeah, we do. We do need to get you into a room. And one lady... I should <laughs> yeah. think so. So, yeah, <laughs> we were, like, whisked into uh, a labour ward and then they then said, oh, you can have some gas and air now, which I didn't really get along with. It made my mouth really dry. And it just made me feel like really spaced out, a bit like I was watching me doing stuff. 
And then I think I said to the lady, oh, please, can I have some pethidine? She was like, oh, no, you're you're too far along now. So she was like, you're just, you know, you just have to (laughs) just basically get on with it. Because if you don't want the gas and air, there isn't there isn't much we can do. So I take it you're past the point for an epidural if that's something you uh, wanted yes. as well. So yeah, they were just they said right, you're you're too close to needing to push. Yeah, we're going. You're just you'll have to just do it. Just try and take some gas and air when you can. Um, so, and so Freya was born two fifty five a.m. or three fifty five. I'm not sure which, but yeah. So they so you'd been in your in your room for a good few hours before you actually yeah. Gave so I think they counted well. it as like four hours so of active labor that would have been more yeah. than active labor wouldn't yeah it, at but that they point, only I counted guess. it from the minute that they examined me so yeah it was but I mean in terms of like a labor it was relatively like textbook in the sense that like we were lucky enough that nothing went wrong and mm-hmm. there were no there were no there were no major no and then when she was kind of born thing. she was poking her tongue out which I think is one of the things that they often look out for for down so I was like please could she be checked they did whisk her away quite quickly but then they brought her back and they were like yeah no she's absolutely fine so there's you know we have no cause for concern so in in that regard we were very lucky that things went smoothly by the time you actually got your own room (laughs) you didn't have to give birth in reception at one stage it was like oh my gosh because I think that does happen to some people maybe admittedly not first time birth but I think sometimes the third time round. oh absolutely but I just think there's no privacy when you know you obviously didn't want to have to do that it's quite hard to I, I definitely wouldn't have wanted to be in a room of strangers at all if I could avoid it so that must have been quite hard to just be sat there thinking oh I've got to just wait around now till I'm allowed to give yeah no, that was, it was quite bizarre but like when we finally did get in I mean like the staff were amazing and I was just thinking they must be so stretched if they are at full capacity and they're literally as soon as one's pop, pop, like, yeah. one's out one's <laughs> yeah. in yeah wow and and how did you feel when you met Freya being that you'd had this sort of situation thrust Um, upon you well obviously I I think I think felt the same thing with Joshua I think that I I was a bit like I have an instinctive urge to protect you and care for you and but with with both of them I just you know obviously they'd lived inside me for a while but I still felt like I didn't I hadn't met them it's a bit weird mm-hmm. to explain, like, I almost felt like lots of women describe, like, having, you know, from the minute they find out that they're pregnant, that they have this... Yeah. Having instant bond. Um, and in some some respects, I did. But I really did feel like, how, you know, this that intense love, it grew when I had spent time with her and I felt like I got to know her, and the same with Joshua. But I didn't have that rush that a lot of other people describe. And I suppose in a way you almost feel like envious because it sounds euphoric from the way that other people describe it. That Absolutely. You're a I've had mixed situations with that. And I think there's having two boys now, I think from the ex- different experiences I've had that now I feel like I almost get to know them and I'm like, oh, you're so great. I love you as t- more as time goes on rather than that instant like love at first sight thing like of course you give birth and I felt like oh god I love you but I was also like oh, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. are you uh, hi 
Hi, who's this, you know? And so I can totally empathise with that. But it must be, yeah, it must be really interesting when also, you well, you've had the time to get used to being pregnant, but it's also been thrust upon you in a in a sort of unusual yeah. way both times. Yeah, I think the first time, obviously, it was it was very bizarre. And at times, it did feel a bit, oh, I, I don't know, I'm not a person who likes to, like, loved being pregnant. I found it a bit like, oh, my God, there's, like, an actual life, like, another life growing inside you. I found it a little bit freaky. <laughs> um, just, I don't know. It, it just... Yeah, like they're trespassing yeah, on your property. Like, it's, you know, like, like, I think one of Freya's friends, like, described it as, like, magic. And you're a bit like, well, it is. Because how do you really explain that, like, that that happens? It is a bit like you just can't get your head around how, like, a whole human grows inside inside your body. It's just, like, it is, like, wonderful and like scary at the same at the same time so so once you'd had Freya and obviously your your relationship fell apart mm. with her dad but then you you met dad yeah, um yeah Joshua's dad how different was the experience when you had like a second child basically like and you had a chance to prepare like you knew what was coming this time how did that differ because there's obviously enough of a gap that your mind must have Oh, yeah, no, like, so so much of it. Uh, you know, lots of it when you're going through it, you're like, oh, yeah, so this is what this was like. Yeah. It jogs your memory, does, doesn't it, as you're doing so it for the second time? I think at the time, particularly, everything is, like, all-encompassing. It's, like, it's all you think about. And then once you move past that stage, mm-hmm. you almost, like, lose a memory of it. So... I mean, I obviously wasn't that great acknowledging the pain of labour. I obviously didn't recognise that second time round. And I didn't really realise what was going on, which is why I ended up having Joshua at my mum and dad's house uh, in the loo. <laughs> Do you mean, like, emotionally? It was it was the same. Lots of the things were the same. I didn't have a lot of the same fears, I guess, because I think after, like, the breakdown of, relationship with Ben I did think right I'd want to be married I'd want to be living together um which obviously we are now but like I would wanted everything to be so stable and sort of also had that conversation with that person where you say I'm ready are you ready and they say yeah we are but also because I hadn't really thought that I would ever have another child the only real conversation I suppose that Dan and I had had was where he said I'm not sure either and he was just like you know I'm really loving to get getting to know Freya and you know playing a role in her life as like you know a responsible adult but we hadn't had that conversation where either of us knew if we wanted to have a child together so yeah there were a lot of the same thought processes of being like oh my gosh (laughs) um you know will it will it be will we be strong enough to get through it because it's you know the same thing and it kind of been thrust upon us too soon so yeah it was just it was I guess because then we were had already been house hunting but then I guess that that process was like sped up somewhat by the impending birth Lots of things were like happening so fast that I almost didn't have time to think about things unless they were in like a really like practical sense. So in a way, I almost didn't have t- too much time to worry. 
but yeah and, and then weirdly enough which was quite nice like things were quite amicable with Raya's dad and me so that just made life a lot easier yeah it was weird it was like it was almost like lots of things had come full circle I think it was hard for Dan because it was his first experience and yet it was my second and so that was a bit at odds with one another and I just didn't want to be a bit like this was my experience this is how it should be done so things like we did do NCT together and we did make sure that we met I requested that we were with lots of other first-time parents so that he could have lots of people around him that were doing it for the first time and it was quite handy also that lots of our friendship group were also doing it I was like thanks guys (laughs) the easiest part of it was the fact that lots of it was like outside of my control so it was just something I guess that I just had to deal with had to get on with because I almost felt like I like lots of choices had been taken away but in a way that was I suppose made a lot of things a lot easier Mm. because I know lots of people sometimes with their first worried about lots of the small things or they just wanted it to be like really perfect yeah whereas maybe because I knew it wasn't going to be perfect I didn't mind so much but I guess two of the things I took from that were when the midwife says to you don't push (laughs) You absolutely need to listen to her. <laughs> and yeah. did you care? Um, the other one, no, no. Uh, well, I did, but not enough to warrant stitches. I think maybe I was just like, my mum was just, you know, like if a health professional tells you to do something, you do that. Okay. So when she was like, don't push, I was like, I try really hard. I'm trying. I'm holding it in. <laughs> yeah she was like okay like you're doing good job and I think I was a bit like okay I just have to do exactly what she said and this was and the with other jo- one was... was with Joshua your second right no this, this was with oh, this was okay, with Freya sorry. yeah and then the other thing was that I learned from Freya was pack a big towel because we were told that the towels would be provided and after I'd had her you had the opportunity to like use the communal shower on the ward lovely. and I took the towel yeah I took the towel that was left out but what no one had actually explained to me was that was actually the towel for Freya not for me <laughs> so off I trot to the shower cubicle and I get in and you know like have the shower and like you know it's one of the things where you start to feel like a little bit a little bit more like human and went to turn the shower off and couldn't turn it off and then this little weird like shower basin kind of it was like kind of overflowing and basically we weren't really supposed to be using this cubicle but because I think there was something wrong with the main one so I was like oh god like what is happening and so I got out of the shower and tried to dry myself (laughs) realized it was basically the size of a tea towel so (laughs) I was like well I need to go and get help like really quickly because I I can't turn it off and like the water is everywhere and you've got a tea Um, towel but nothing else to deal with it (laughs) yeah so I had to try and wait so I waddled to reception to tell them and they then started shouting around to people to try and get someone to come and fix it, which drew even more attention to my to my situation. And then I then realised I couldn't actually turn around to walk back 
to uh, the room that I was in on the ward because <laughs> everyone... Everyone can see your bum. <laughs> yeah, so I had to just do, like... I wanted Backward to think shuffle. it was a bit like a Michael Jackson walk, but, <laughs> I mean, I highly <laughs> doubt it. It was this kind of, yeah, like a kind of hippo, like, struggling to walk backwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, so those were the two things I took from Freya. Um, Always bring a big towel. Yeah, and, <laughs> and listen to the midwives. <laughs> so yeah so that's for when I was pregnant with Joss uh, those, those were the things I was trying to trying to remember so second time around when when in, did you go into labor went into labor uh two days after my due date I'd gone round for coffee with two of the people actually from my NCT and their dog her dog Albert was kind of going mad around me and another girl probably because like they could sense what was happening and I just thought like maybe my back was quite sore Um, but by the time I got home I'd had quite bad uh, back pains with with Freya I was like "Mm, actually I think I think this is like probably the early onset of labor so Dan and I were living with my mum and dad at the time and also in the process of, of buying a house so mm-hmm. we went went round to my mum and dad's to use my printer to print off all the documents for the solicitors. And while we were there, the paints and the contractions were getting closer together. But Dan was printing all of these documents off and signing them. So I thought I'd ring the hospital myself. So I rung them and the lady was like, what pain relief have you had? And I said, stupidly, oh well nothing because I was trying to hold off having anything until I absolutely needed it so she was like oh well if you can you know if you are able to chat to me and you haven't had pain relief then call me back in a couple of hours after you've had a bath and I was like oh but they're like four minutes um less than four minutes apart and the contractions are lasting for over a minute yeah. And she was like, no, 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 like, you need to give it more time. And I think maybe because I'd called, I mean, admittedly, like, when the contractions came, I couldn't speak. But during the other period, I was chatting. I think she thought, what does this woman know? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it wasn't as bad as, like, you'd no. almost done yourself a disservice by being <laughs> so good at coping. <laughs> <laughs> and and so Dan Dan was busy doing all these things on the computer, and I had a sudden urge with what I thought was the fact that I needed to go to the loo. And I obviously hadn't recognised from Freya that that was obviously the baby starting to come down the birth canal. So my mum and dad live in a Victorian house and it's the original layout. So the toilet is downstairs and it's like there's a room in between the kitchen. But essentially when you're standing in the kitchen, like you've got a eyeline of the loo and the loo is... It's like a, it's tiny. It's just basically slightly larger than the width of of, of a toilet. It's it's very, very narrow. Yeah, so <laughs> just to set the scene. So I went down to the loo and I sat down on the loo and I was obviously in quite a lot of pain at this stage. And I was moaning and my mum knocked on the door and she was like, are you okay? Like you sound, you sound like, like you're in a really bad way and Mm -hmm. suddenly there was so much blood 
Now, at this stage, I still didn't understand what was happening with my body. So I thought the pain was a negative thing and that I was hemorrhaging. So I said to my mum, I was like, no, I'm not going there's so much blood which must have been his waters breaking and so I was and she was like oh my gosh like what do you want me to do and um I was like I think you need to call an ambulance she was like okay I'm gonna call an ambulance I'll get Dan to come down from downstairs so I had another contraction so I, I put both of my hands down on the loo and lifted my bottom up I don't know if that if that makes sense because that was the most yeah, comfortable totally the most comfortable position so like my bottom was kind of elevated it was a bit like if you were going to do like a little press uh like a you know like when you do what those exercises on a park bench and you like um, oh like for the back of your arm yeah yeah Um, yeah. so you know the bit where you push up and your legs are strained yeah yeah that that exercise (laughs) i've got i've got the image in my head yeah so (laughs) I had a contraction like that and I was in so much pain I lit I I couldn't I couldn't move because I was almost immobilized by the pain I was Mm -hmm. really groaning and I had like two back to back but the door was still shut and my mum was like this is really silly can I open the door so I was like yeah of of course you can because obviously it's your mum and it doesn't matter that like you're pants and tights around your ankles and I was I was still in the I was still in a dress a long sleeve high neck dress so um door and she was like oh my gosh and then like I had this like another contraction come and I was like oh my gosh mum I think the baby's coming <laughs> my mum was like yeah I know I can I can see him I can see his head and by this point Dan had come down and he was on the phone to the ambulance and he was like to the side of me and my mum was in front of me and my dad was standing in the kitchen. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> yeah. And my mum was like, oh my gosh, she was like, he's really, he's, re- he's really coming. And there was probably one more contraction and, and he came out. But I obviously had both hands on the toilet seat. So (laughs) when he started coming out, I took one hand off to try and grab him. But essentially, my mum had to grab him, A, to stop him (laughs) falling into the U-bend, and B, because he he was so slippery and he would have been on the floor. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah, and then he came out and his cord was, like, wrapped around his neck. So then me and my mum were undoing that. And then he finally made like a yelp and we were all really relieved. And Dan at this point was um, to the side of me and my mum. So like three of us in this tiny toilet, toilet, which can barely fit one person. And so I then remembered that everyone's always like skin to skin, skin to skin. So then I was like, oh, mum, can you just hold him for a second? Obviously, while he's still attached to me through the um umbilical cord <laughs> through the yeah through the umbilical cord I was like can you hold him just for one second while I take my clothes off because I had to take my dress fully off because otherwise we I couldn't have been skin skin <laughs> and <did laughs> you, my poor dad did you still I have your tights fully, on at this point yeah so yeah managed to take all of those off I'm basically fully naked okay (laughs) carrying Joshua in my arms like still attached to me via the placenta Dan's still on the phone to the ambulance and the ambulance people are like if she's hemorrhaging she needs to lie down 
and I'm like where do I go so my mum was like well we'll get some towels and she went to go and get our new John Lewis white towels for the new house I was like not the white towels <laughs> god no definitely not the white no. towels <laughs> I mean even in this state of panic where I was barely thinking I was like those were the new ones and <laughs> um, so she managed to get these like old old like you know like swimming towels so I put one under my feet and then I basically tried to put my legs really close together and then waddled through the kitchen up a small step into like the living room which luckily is like hard hardwood floor Mm -hmm. and at this point we are waiting for the ambulance to arrive because they said that if you have a home birth unexpectedly even if there are no complications you have to have somebody there before like a medical professional so the fact that the yeah basically yeah so the ambulance was on its way and because I'd been a bit worried about him not been breathing initially I thought it was best to like him attached to the placenta so I just sat on the floor but kind of kneeling because obviously like the hardwood floor was not the most comfortable thing to sit down on (laughs) after about 20 minutes the paramedics arrived and they came in I obviously still at this point had still no clothes on Um, and you know like you just don't really have an awareness of of what you're doing or yeah and also like dignity just like went out the window so they said, oh, um, do you maybe want to put, like, something around you? So my mum got some, like, rugs and fleecy blankets and just to drape over my shoulders. And Joshua was, like, wrapped in a towel. And so they said, oh, have you given birth to, like, the placenta yet? And I was like, oh, uh, no. So they're like, oh, do you want to try and do that now? So, yeah, I just then pushed that out onto the living room floor (laughs) yeah and then my mum and dad's cat came down and she was having an absolute field day like meow meow like trying to eat the the placenta so we had to put it in a tray up on up on the top (laughs) and yeah and so that was just like hanging around in the living room and so had that and then they suggested like maybe like trying to have a feed and then the paramedics had spoken to the local midwife and they were like oh she'll she'll be along shortly and they had like looked Joshua over and he was all good like he was all good yeah and so the midwife arrived like not long after and you know she was she was quite excited about the fact that it had been this like unexpected home birth and the hospital had told us to like, you know, bide our time, which in hindsight, I'm probably glad about. Cause if I think if we'd got in the car, you'd have had the probably would have in come the in the footwell of, yeah, of Dan's car. And yeah, so she arrived and obviously we'd explained about the fact that, you know, I'd had him and everyone had been around. And um, so she said, oh, shall I, shall I check you now? And I was a bit like, oh, no, like, do you, do you not want to come up to my bedroom? You know, it's much more privacy in there. And she was like, oh, no, we'll just, we'll just pop next door. So, because obviously I was like, it's okay that my dad's seen me given birth, but I don't really think he needs to see my vagina being inspected. No. Um, so, so we went, Whoa. So he went into the front room, which was full of all the boxes for us, you know, like packing up for us to move into our new house. And Freya, who is like obviously now 10, 
was doing her cycling proficiency over three days, but it had been raining outside. So we had newspaper down and her wet bike like lent up against the sofa. And so there was this tiny little space in the middle and she was like, oh, we'll just go down there. I was like, really? She was like, yeah, yeah. So you were lying in a pile between boxes and a wet bike. (laughs) Yeah, and I was just like, this is the most surreal thing ever. Like, you know, like Freya's like cycling helmet right next to me as she's like getting out her medical bag. And then she was like digging around for ages and she was like, Oh, I'm not sure what I've done with the pain relief. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, so I'm just going to have a look at you. And then if I do have to stitch you, you know, just do it as it is. And by this point, the adrenaline had kind of started to wear off. Yeah. Even at that statement, it would wear off. That's like nobody (laughs) wants to hear those words. (laughs) So she was literally like, you know prodding around and she was like oh yeah I mean you do have some tears but she was like we could stitch them now or we could maybe just see how you go like healing naturally and I was like I think I think that one sounds fantastic (laughs) (laughs) so she was like oh okay then are you sure and I was just thinking like if they needed like stitching like in a day or so I could go to the hospital and, and... Get some pain relief <laughs> yeah yeah but the thought of like her just actually like whipping out a needle and like going at it I was <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like I think I've had enough excitement for one for one day absolutely so, goodness me I know so before I'd had him at home I'd always wondered what the appeal of a home birth was but all the health professionals came the following couple of days to check him out. Like, we could rest immediately. Not that I did, but, I mean, you're in the comfort of your own home, so you don't have to worry about carting stuff about. I don't know whether you thought, like, unexpected, like, oh, yeah. you know, I with your with carb, like, it's, it's I, just... Um, I obviously hadn't quite planned it. I mean, I'd had a few things in place as a backup plan, like towels and... Um, a shower curtain to give birth on to go over the bed oh that's a good idea yeah so I had this like plastic thing but it was all quite makeshift and I thought oh I need a new shower curtain anyway so it might as well have it (laughs) so I kind of had this stuff in like well I had like black towels anyway so I kept thinking well I'll just replace stuff if it does happen at home but really was at the back of my mind but yeah you're right when I was actually at home I would go birth on a Saturday morning and it all it was all over the midwife were all gone by like nine in the morning and my Bodhi was taken by friends to go have a play date so it was like the three of us lying in bed on a Saturday morning was one really bizarre but also just so nice because like we're at home like we put some films on like we had a nap and yeah you're right you're all in everything's in your own home and there's just something so comforting about that and and also it's just such an amazing like memory do you know that that would have happened in that room like my mum and dad joked that maybe they should get a pack in the loo like Joshua was born here (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh god Um, totally but no it is is it is it is really nice that it's in that home environment and I think I was so so much calmer because you wasn't in an alien environment that you're not used to yeah exactly and I think the fact that 
obviously I think if anything had gone wrong and it probably would have been a different story but the fact that everything was okay it just yeah it just felt a lot calmer and actually I remember so much more of Joshua's birth than I do Freya's um, even though it was a lot quicker Mm -hmm. just because I think I was so much more aware in the actual moment of of um, actually happening yeah and how how long was you in labor for from start to finish then so I went into labor so I probably got my first contraction about lunchtime Mm -hmm. and then but probably established labor wouldn't have been until the evening but like the actual down the birth canal was yeah yeah well yeah if if that it was three three like hard contractions contractions where you felt and then he was yeah he was out so at that point I remember thinking oh my god no one's there to tell me when to (laughs) when to stop but I actually I think because of my ridiculous exercise position it was literally like a cannon like (laughs) (laughs) but do you know what I do Um, think with quick birth that is what happens like I I had my friend film Cub's birth and I kind of forgot that she did it at the time or didn't notice or you know whatever and then when she showed me the next day it was like three minutes long and it was similar to what you were saying it's three or maybe four contractions and I was like, well, that's it. And I was like, when did you start filming, though? Did you just start filming the last bit? She was like, no, that was the entirety of you pushing. So, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think it can happen that quickly. I mean, not for Is it weird to watch it back? Yeah, it's like an out-of-body experience because I don't remember those bits. So it's really nice to watch because I don't think I'd have the memory otherwise. And there's bits of it I remember, but... Yeah, it's very bizarre to, like, go back and watch. Um, but also really nice to have that memory. Yeah. Is it quite emotional? Like, when you see it, do you... Because I obviously... I love watching One Born Every Minute, and I, oh, I'm i just yeah. such, such, you know, so... such <laughs> I'm like, anything, drop of a hat. Like, oh, yeah. But, I um, find, like, that's kind of why I wanted to do this, because I just think that there's something so fascinating about birth and how it happens and all the little funny stories that people have leading up to things or even just like something that you might think isn't interesting still is like there's just I just can't ever get sick of it and I was the same with one born every minute like no two stories are the same even if you have the same set of circumstances like it's just never the same but yeah I wish I I had more of it on video but I wish I also had a bit more of Bodie's but you know Hindsight's a wonderful thing. If I never crazy oh, did enough, you have another... some? I didn't know that maybe you had some of Bodie's. I had like a tiny little clip, like literally like five seconds of me holding him um, after he was born, but not like a proper video. Well, yeah. do you know what? You're, you can have like a proper crew if you have another one. <laughs> yeah, proper camera crew. <laughs> it's a bit daunting though. Like even my friend who was taking the photos, like, yeah, like you want it to happen, but then when it's happening, it's kind of like bizarre. So anyway, going going back to to the birth, do you think you would have a home birth like planned if you were to have one again, or I oh, I think I think well, well I don't think we'd would have another like one. Canon, if you did have a third, <laughs> I think obviously, like if if it was 
different circumstances and I was in a position or Dan was in a position where we thought we wanted to have another one. Mm -hmm. I think because it was such a positive experience. It is something you'd like to replicate. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, although, like, I'd probably have an actual midwife rather than my mum the midwife <laughs> on, <laughs> on hand. Although she was amazing, I think that, that kind of pressure. Yeah, I would think, or I would, if someone else was debating it and their birth was low risk, I would probably advocate it. Whereas before, I think I probably would have been quite adamant that, not adamant, but probably, like, you know, been on the side of like caution of being like oh well at least if you're in hospital if anything goes wrong like you don't have a journey to make but then equally there are lots of things like when Freya was born I then went up to the maternity like the I don't know what they call the ward like after you've had the baby but there were so many people in there and it was so noisy and it was just it felt, it didn't feel kind of comfortable. I was quite ready to go home quite soon then. But then, yeah. you know, like you've got... And it can be a bit you, of a negative vibe sometimes. Like when I had Bodhi, we was in the hospital and the woman, we was in a shared room, but we shared the room with two other women, both of which were separated from their babies, both of which were ill, um, like not, not their babies, but them or something like that. But they didn't have their babies in the room and they both like understandably were crying for a lot of the time so we were sort of there trying to enjoy like our first moments of our newborn and we was like whispering because we didn't want to upset the woman the other side of the curtain who's like prowling upset yeah yeah so it was kind of like yeah it was very weird it's definitely not better than being at home by comparison yeah Um, no I yeah I, I yeah I I definitely agree yeah, it was it was it was it was much much nicer to just be able to be like right, everything is here and yeah. Although you know, like obviously with with hindsight, things would have probably been <laughs> a lot tidier and better better. You might prepared. have had a birthing pool or something, and not like your bike next to your head, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe kept the cat like in a locked room so she didn't try and eat the afterbirth. <laughs> um okay so what would you go back and tell yourself if you could tell yourself one thing like pre-parent life oh pre-parent life or as in like if you could give yourself a bit of advice yeah to your new mum self from where you are now what would it be I think I would have said that the hardest part is by far the sleep deprivation kind of makes like Glastonbury look like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a breeze or it it kind of just yeah that's what I would have said be prepared for the tiredness that that would be the thing that I would I would say is is the hard the hardest part and maybe and knowing you... to ask people for help I'm not very good at oh god I'm um, yeah and I, I almost feel like I know people would love to help but I just I feel bad asking because I feel like that I'm putting them out so um, I feel like everybody feels like that but it's just like the biggest thing the biggest favor you can do yourself isn't it if you can push yourself to ask or at least take the help when it's offered yeah second time round, I would say to everybody mm, there's probably a reason why you don't buy a house and have a baby 
in the next in a couple of days probably a good idea to maybe not get the keys to the new house like two days after you have your baby (laughs) and then start living as a family of four yeah or oh god yeah the cabbage leaves in the freezer were amazing for for boobs or for yeah for boobs it was weird actually with Freya I had no problems with her breastfeeding but I had a real difficulty with Joshua and he ended up having to have his his tongue tie because it you know like where you think oh some things will be quite easy and actually then those things ended up being harder so funny isn't it because you have if you have something work for you the first time around if it doesn't for the second time around it really like knocks you for six almost because you're like what I was planning on this being difficult but not that not that yeah exactly um and if you're like oh I had that in my bag of tricks and then yeah it's like your tricks from the first one don't work on the second one it is literally (laughs) baffling and it's really hard to almost come to terms with because you're not expecting to struggle with those things and it kind of makes you feel like all of your experience is useless yeah um. <laughs> I remember to being like to Dan I was like he's not even feeding I was like I don't know what else I can do <laughs> yeah oh my god I've, I've so been there um and before we like before we wrap things up if you had one day completely to yourself no children and you could do absolutely anything you wanted I mean, other than maybe sleep, what would you do? I was going to say, I would sleep all day. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just wouldn't wouldn't get up. I would just, I wouldn't even talk to anyone, wouldn't do anything. I'd literally, uh, I'd just sleep all day. Yeah, because I was saying to my NCT friends, I was like, if someone offered me the lottery win or going to sleep, I would go to sleep. And they were like, Kate, you're such a fool. You would just hire somebody to look after your baby at the night. And then... Night nanny, (laughs) night nanny. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would would sleep all day. That would be my luxury. Yeah, I kind of, like, wanted to ask this question to everyone who came on. And then I was, as I was, like, kind of writing it down in my notes, I was like, pretty sure everyone's going to say sleep. But, no, because you know, some ba- some some people's babies are incredible, and they has, have slept through the night or almost all the night from the minute they were born. So maybe they might yeah. choose like I don't know. Well, if you're going... tossing it up with the lottery win, I feel like you really you really really <laughs> do want to sleep. So that's a fair point to make. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, drinking your cup of tea while it's still hot, going to the loo on your own, having mm-hmm. a long bath. These things simple are all... pleasures. Simple pleasures. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're like actual commodities when you become a parent. Yeah. Um, smelling yeah, good no. rather than faintly smelling of like baby sick. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't smell, like, bad, by the way. <laughs> Just in case anyone's like, does she have a problem? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, was there anything else I was what would you pick? What would I pick? Oh, goodness. I think I would just do... I would probably, well, hire a night nanny so that yeah. I wasn't worried about sleeping um, before and after the, the day I get off. And yeah. I'd probably do something like go to Glastonbury with Tim or go to a festival. Oh, or just that is a good that one. There's absolutely no way you could take a kid to. Yeah, and or it just wouldn't I'd be the same kind of fun. I wouldn't be like worried about being hungover. Um, yeah. That is a good shout getting on the way the there. Day after. 
get your makeup done, get your hair done. So like everything you need to do is taken care of and you can just relax. Maybe get like an Uber or a chauffeur to the festival. <laughs> yeah, you would definitely get an Uber. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I would definitely get Uber. Terrible <laughs> reputation for getting taxis and Ubers more than I need to. Well, at least I've got a car now. But then the car becomes a problem because I end up racking up car parking fines and get the car towed. <laughs> I basically just shouldn't be left unattended near a vehicle of any kind, whether it's mine or otherwise. It's funny, actually, Bodie got this little toy for Christmas, like, you know, the Brio train sets. He got a car mm. park, multi-storey car park with a, um, um, like a, a car in it and then a little tow, a tow thing for the car and then another little car that goes on the tow, the, like, pickup truck bit. Yeah, so it's basically as if mummy's car is getting towed and he has a little <laughs> mini version. <laughs> anyway, um, he kind of that tickled me brilliant. when he got it for Christmas and we was all like, oh, look, mummy's car's getting towed again. <laughs> um, anyway, Aww. it's been lovely speaking to you and hearing about both your birth and, oh God, all your hilarious stories that are that are in and around that. So <laughs> thank you for sharing. Oh no problem. It was lovely to speak to you. Um I will I'll probably edit the rest out, but um yeah, so oh god, I can kind of hear him crying now. I've got a baby sitting there beside him. Oh no no, go, go, go if you need okay, to. Okay, I bet yeah. I better go. But it's lovely speaking to you. I'll text you when I get back from the school run. Okay, alright then, we love you. You too. Thanks, Bye.